we are incredibly fortunate to have musicians who can who just have videos like that uh in their in their repertoire already and um ready to share with us so it's a loss to not get to sing through advent and christmas carols with you this morning but um but certainly not a loss of beautiful music thanks to yasko and nick and emily so Noel and I have been reading The Hobbit before bed. The vocab can be a little challenging, but I knew she'd be drawn to the sense of adventure. Evil goblins and tricky wood elves, a dragon sleeping on a hoard of treasure, and a hero called on his first quest. It's the kind of thing we love to read. And there's a moment in many of these books a night over all the nights that we read it, when she will look at me in the middle of a chapter, her eyes light up and she'll say, I think the adventure is starting. The scene has been set, the characters have been introduced. We've gotten just enough or for Nola too much of what their ordinary life looks like. Now the story really starts. Everything that's happened to the hero before that is just a prelude, just a lead in to their real story, just the origin story for what they're really meant to become. Back on Monday, before everything changed, Rebecca and I were sitting in this room talking about what she might preach this week. We chose this superhero theme for Advent back in August because it seems like a genre that speaks to this moment and to this season of waiting and hoping that we're in. This is a time when I at least am waiting to be saved. I'm waiting for the vaccine that is finally strong enough or comprehensive enough to really protect us for good. I'm waiting for that technology that's going to somehow suck enough carbon out of our environment to bring us back from the brink of destruction. I'm waiting for the politician or the, or the political movement that will restore our democracy. I don't know how to do any of those things. The problems that we face are bigger than I can address by recycling or voting or wearing my mask. I'm waiting for a hero. And that's Advent. The problems the people face are overwhelming. None of them has the power to, to take on the Roman Empire or to restore the monarchy of Israel, to make a world where the poor and the meek and the mourning are blessed. They're waiting and hoping for someone somewhere to save them. So that's why we chose superheroes. And the only problem is that it turns out, she would tell you this herself, Rebecca knows nothing about superheroes at all. She's like, and not in a way that she feels bad about. I mean, she's happy to tell you she could care less. And I'm not like a comic book aficionado by any stretch. I only read Troll Lords by our own Scott Biederstadt. Uh, but I have seen like all of the Marvel movies and most of the DC ones too. So on Monday, when we thought she was preaching and I would be in a cabin in Michigan with my family, I threw out as many superhero topics as I could think of. 
you could preach about a, a certain superhero or, or a certain superpower. And then we got on this, maybe there's something about origin stories, how there are superheroes that are born and there are other heroes uh, who become heroes when something strange and supernatural happens to them. And then there's this other category of superheroes like Batman who are just people. Maybe people who are suffering, who are grieving, who see the need for change and are waiting for someone who will fix it, someone who can save them. And suddenly the story takes a turn and they find out they are those people. They're being asked to be that someone. They get called on their quest and everything that has come before is now a prelude, is exposition, is an origin story for what will come next. Yesterday in that cabin, when I found out I'd be leading worship with you this morning, I saw the scripture Rebecca had chosen and I knew which direction she'd gone. Mary is a kid. She's in her childhood bedroom. We don't know much of anything about her story to that point, who her parents are, what she's good at, the life she thinks that she's living. Luke skips all the things that might make the kids reading along say, I want to read another book. He just gets right to the best part. An angel is standing in her room, suddenly standing there, inviting her, calling her into what will become her story, asking her to risk her reputation, her future, maybe her life. She doesn't even know what she's being asked, but she's being asked to be one of the someone's she and her people have been waiting for to help change the world, to take her place in the story of love that God is telling through creation. And we don't know why or how, but something in her lights up and whispers to her heart, I think the adventure is starting. So she can say, here I am, let it be with me according to your word. I found out reading the book that Bilbo is 50 when Gandalf first shows up on his doorstep. That was something that the movie casting Elijah Wood had not led me to believe. He's 50 years old. He's set in his ways. He loves nothing more than his cozy little hobbit hole and a second breakfast if he can get it. He's never ventured out of the Shire. And suddenly there are 13 dwarves in his living room singing about dragons and treasure. And at first he's upset and uncomfortable but after he listens to them, the story says something woke up inside him and he wished to go and see the great mountains and hear the pine trees and the waterfalls and explore the caves and wear a sword instead of a walking stick. He looked out the window, the stars were out in a dark sky above the trees. He thought of the jewels of the dwarves shining in dark caverns. Suddenly in the wood beyond the water, a flame leapt up 
probably somebody lighting a wood fire. And he thought of plundering dragons, settling on his quiet hill and kindling it all to flames. And in that moment, Bilbo, the hero, begins to be born. That's Advent, I think. The story that calls the characters into the adventure to become the heroes who will change the world for the better. The story that makes everything else just a prelude for Mary, for Joseph, for Elizabeth, for Zechariah, for John the Baptist, for shepherds, for magi, for all of us. Also for us. Whenever we recognize that the story of God's being born into the world is not simply a story, but an invitation to begin our quest, our mission, to begin what will become, what can become our lives. Everything else just origin story for what's to come. When we first recognize that we're invited into the story of love changing the world, when we understand that God is enlisting us in the form of an angel or a wizard or more typically a neighbor, a stranger, an enemy, a tragedy, an injustice, a fire that kindles inside us when we hear the story, whether we're still kids or we're 50 or we're 80, whenever we understand that God is calling us to be one of the heroes we have been waiting for, the people who will help to make life a blessing for the poor and the meek and the mourning, in that moment, we begin to become the one we were created to be. And something whispers in us, the adventure is starting.